Hello, and welcome to LINK, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, knowledge, and global supply chain intelligence, hosted by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. In this episode, Editor-in-Chief Marina Mayer talks with Jim Monkmeyer, President of Transportation for DHL Supply Chain North America, to discuss how emerging technologies help entice the younger generation to become part of the trucking industry. Let's link to Marina and Jim's conversation now. So hello, my name is Marina Mayer. I am the Editor-in-Chief of Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. And I am here with Jim Monkmeyer, the President of Transportation for DHL Supply Chain North America. Hello, Jim, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, Thanks for having me. Of course, so some of the things we're gonna kind of cover is about um, labor shortage in the trucking industry. Um, you know, labor shortage, as we all know, has always been an issue. Um, and then the coronavirus happened and it kind of compounded that issue a little bit. So if you can kind of walk us through how this pandemic has impacted uh, labor shortage in trucking. Sure. I, I think the pandemic has actually alleviated the labor shortage problem in trucking for the time being. Uh, with freight volumes dropping, some carriers have reduced capacity while other smaller operators have either temporarily or permanently ceased their operations. Uh, still, I think the demand has dropped, weakening the market further than before COVID and making the driver shortage at least temporarily a non-issue. This will definitely be uh, temporary though, as more businesses open back up and people get back to work in the second half of the year. Uh, so we'll certainly see the driver shortage as a long-term challenge for the trucking industry. And I anticipate that it will be uh, probably first half of 2021 when we start to see uh, that impact uh, the business and and start to drive rates back up again. You know, the average age of drivers in the U.S. is around 55 and and getting older every day. And I don't imagine sufficient numbers of new recruits coming into the workforce. And you have to keep in mind that the issue may become even worse if the idle capacity doesn't come back, new operating protocols to keep drivers safe may be a factor as well, preventing truck utilization strategies like slip seating, where we put multiple drivers into the same cab. And of course, some drivers just won't feel safe until we have a vaccine. Right. And, and that's a good point. Um, you know, DHL published a press release uh, stating how that when it comes to transportation industry, uh, talent is at an all-time high, but the demand is is not so much there. And you kind of touched on that a little bit. So if you can just kind of explain how this happened and why, you know, why this is the case. Yeah, and we're thinking beyond drivers here. We published this article on our website in March, which noted that the availability of supply chain talent is at an all-time high, but that the demand far outstrips the talent. Uh, increase. So, uh, you know, many young people just don't see supply chain management as the opportunity that I think it is. In fact, uh, many don't even know what it is. Um, A lot of them happen upon it as a major uh, by accident. Somebody tells them when they're in school and they transfer. Uh, This is the story I hear quite often. And I think it's an identity problem that we have because it's still a relatively new field compared to other majors. And once you understand the true breadth of what we do, uh, you can't help, I think, get excited about what it's all about and where we're headed. The overall rapid growth of supply chain fueled most recently with e-commerce has played a large part in driving demand up. And I think some companies have just 
uh, I think, recently realized the power that logistics and supply chain have to improve uh, both their customer experience as well as create efficiencies in their business. Beyond the overall issue competition for talent, where we're seeing highly skilled labor being attracted to other sectors such as IT and startups, it's also due to the changing nature of uh, supply chain management and the new skill sets that we see in the industry. We're, we're looking for skills in areas such as technology where there's an extreme shortage of logistics engineers, data scientists, and the like. Um, things like change management are becoming more and more important as we start to look across uh, a shipper's enterprise or across their supply chain network or more. Um, and I, I think this just puts us in competition with a lot of other traditional industry sectors. According to, a, a, according to a 2017 study that was done by Deloitte, companies with the uh, strongest leadership and talent management capabilities increase revenues more than twice as fast or profits 150% faster than those uh, others, than the others in that space, essentially. And so this is why DHL pays above market for our talent. In the okay. trucking center sector specifically, we also see technical talent in greater demand as we look to create efficiency from electric trucks to autonomous trucks. Um, there's just going to continue to be sweeping change in the equipment on the highways that we see over the next few years. And so we're investing heavily in this space, uh, including talent uh, to be ready. That's interesting. Um, so in relation to hours of service, uh, you know, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration revised those hours of service regulations um, so that drivers could have more flexibility. But what does this mean for the safety of drivers and the companies that hire them and employ them and the overall supply chain? Yeah, a lot of uh, the regulations that were changed were relatively short, uh, on relatively short notice, I think are also uh, probably most likely temporary, uh, but they were done to relax certain restrictions around hours of service for companies carrying essential goods. Uh, requirements on drug and alcohol testing, hazmat and uh, uh, CDLs were not relaxed, uh, which helps to, I think, maintain the safety standards that we have. And these changes were welcome uh, by many of us anyway, uh, given the critical situation, the need to urgently move medical supplies and groceries and these types of items. Uh, but companies need to, needed to adapt quickly to understand and ensure uh, compliance to these changing requirements. So, uh, you know, what is the definition of an essential good? Uh, it tends to be the requirements and the definitions are different if you look state to state. And so it's been, it's been a challenge for, uh, I think, for carriers and companies to, to manage that process. Some companies have argued that further measures need to be taken. Um, one thing in particular that's uh, been referenced is uh, facilitating the entry of new drivers to the market, which has been slowed down because of state agencies being closed. Uh, for a company like DHL, though, uh, we have strict uh, safety standards embedded into our selection and contracting process, so we're confident these Changes have had a net positive impact on the industry. We know the carriers that we use have strong training programs and, and high standards of, and controls as well. Um, fewer vehicles on the roads also due to the stay-at-home measures have contributed to an overall, a, I think, a reduced level of risk uh, with some of these changes that have been, uh, been uh, made. Interesting. Um, so I know we kind of touched on, you know, COVID and, and, you know, how sometimes drivers may not feel safe 
um, until there's a vaccine. So with that in mind, with the, the regulations, what other regulations have shifted as a result of this pandemic? And how do these changes impact the transportation industry going forward? Yeah, most, uh, most regulatory changes at the federal and local level have revolved around exemptions that are, again, aimed at helping carriers to keep the essential goods moving. Obviously, there's been a close focus on adherence to safe and hygienic practices. This was not just driven by regulation, but also by customers and by driver concerns. So this has required us to adapt our operating protocols and in some cases also to absorb additional costs over the short term, such as direct costs of PPE, indirect costs for uh, less efficient operations due to social distancing and the like. Uh, but uh, stabilizing our operations and maximizing safety has always been the, the priority and uh, with our carrier partners as well throughout the pandemic. I know you touched on this a little bit, but what do you see as the future of the transportation industry um, post-coronavirus? Yeah, it, you know, in general, my view on the future development of the transportation industry is quite positive. We believe the U.S. economy is fundamentally sound, has the resources to weather the impact. Um, U.S. businesses are resilient and have the entrepreneurial technological ability to emerge uh, even stronger, I think, from the crisis as we learn from it. Um, it's, it's making us better in many ways in terms of working remotely and so forth, um, uh, investing in remote training and things. Transportation's uh, always going to be the backbone of the economy, and, and especially trucking. And any resurgence in the economy will bring with it a renewed demand and growth for the transportation services. So, um, you know, we expect the, the, the industry will continue to face challenges, such as the driver shortage, um, rate volatility, changing regulations will be there. Uh, and probably the most critical challenge uh, will continue to be just the pressure we receive from our customers to improve our services, uh, transit times, uh, provide more capabilities, and do it all at a lower cost each and every day. And uh, technology will play an increasing role in how we respond to those challenges, giving us better data and insights into what's happening, expanding network planning capabilities, um, using uh, uh, capabilities of predictive analytics to drive further automation, and all of the, this hopefully freeing us up um, to have our people do more strategic work or to handle exception management in, in place. Longer term, we also expect increased demands from customers or regulation in the area of sustainability. DHL supply chains working on a number of initiatives in this area, such as monitoring electric truck development and developing big data analytics tools that can optimize transportation and reduce our carbon footprint um, and doing it across multiple customer operations, whereas in the past we typically would look at one customer independent of others. Uh, we also provide our teams and customers with visibility to carrier smartway scores so that sustainability can be factored into their uh, routing and, and carrier selection decisions. We've seen e-commerce adoption increase further, uh, particularly in areas such as grocery shopping now. Uh, during COVID-19, and, uh, and while it's still difficult to make exact predictions, we do believe that much of this shift will stick. For a number of reasons uh, beyond the expected growth in e-commerce uh, we also expect to see changes in uh, profile of the goods being shipped as well as the mode or the method of shipping as these volumes increase and enable uh, 
additional uh, logistics engineering work to be done around these networks. So these are some of the trends that DHL supply chains aggressively pursuing as an early adopter in the industry. We know that if we're to maintain our number one 3PL ranking in warehousing and transportation management in North America, we need to lead in innovation. And we also pride ourselves in listening to our customers as well as our core carriers and forwarders to help steer us through these very uncertain times. And, and that's good information. I think the innovation part is key because I do think that that does help attract some of these younger um, folks that are interested in the profession um, to know that, you know, there's more to, to the whole idea of truck driving versus just sitting behind a wheel. There's a whole environment that's involved in it. So that's good information. Um, was there anything else that you feel um, we haven't touched that um, is necessary to cover regarding uh, truck driver labor shortage or any hours of reg uh, service regulations? No, I think, I think we've covered the, the basics. I think you bring up a good point at the end there that I didn't really mention uh, uh, maybe enough about, which is uh, these vehicles as they get more sophisticated um, and these electric vehicles, if you've ever been in one of those, I had the opportunity to ride in an autonomous truck um, and they do have drivers still who are just not actively driving all the time, but they're uh, just, uh, it's going to be really exciting technology, I think, for people to, uh, to be a part of as well. Yeah, that is exciting. Wonderful. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you very much for having me. Well, that's it for today. Thank you to Jim Monkmeyer from DHL Supply Chain North America for taking the time to talk with us today. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday to Link, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, knowledge, and global supply chain intelligence.